0: Good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of the Biblical Resolutions Podcast, brought to you by the House of Jacob Bible Study Class, located at 2515 East 75th Street in Chicago, Illinois. And today, we're going to deal with the topic uh, entitled, The Pharisee Way or the way of the pharisee. And what we're looking at today is how sometimes you know we get we get too puffed up, you know, in our knowledge um or we just get too comfortable, we get too relaxed uh when you think that you know you when you think that hey, you don't have any more room to grow. As a servant of God, you know, you don't have to try to do better. You don't have to try to continue to purge out that old man. You know, when you sit back and you get relaxed, then we start to move into end up being like the scribes and Pharisees. You know, we end up having to justify the the wrongs that we do or the wrong things that we say. We end up starting to have to justify and try to make excuses. Uh, for why we are not, uh, we're not giving it our all when we serve in God, or we're not, we're not showing that that brotherly love, that sisterly love that we supposed to show, you know, or we're not, we we just not, we we're just not going out of our way to to show ourselves, uh, serve as a God. We're not showing the Lord that we're seeking after His righteousness with our whole heart, and this this befalls everybody you know sometimes you, you know you kind of get sometimes you get you, you get weary and that's why the book the lord had it written you know don't don't be be weary and well doing you know cuz in due season you know you're going to reap the rewards in due season but sometimes we get relaxed sometimes knowledge you know puff it it, it puffs you up you know and then we turn into we turn into scribes and Pharisees. We start doing things um, according to our own way, our own understanding. So that is what we're going to talk about. And we're just going to see, you know, how, how we can identify that. And then at the same time, you know, how can we avoid that? You know, so I'm going to read the first scripture, though. I'm gonna, we're going to start off at Luke 12 and I'm going to read verse one. Luke 12, and I'm, I'm going to read verse 1. And um, Luke 12 and 1 reads, It says, In the meantime, when there were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trolled one upon another, he began to say unto his disciples, First of all, beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. So, we, we know in another scripture, you know, when he, uh, uh, Matthew, he talks about the leaven of the Pharisees being their doctrine. But in Luke here, he says, hey, the leaven of the Pharisees is hypocrisy. And why is that? It's because they tell you to do one thing, but they don't do what they teach. And that's what happens when we become when we start to get into that mode, of uh, being scribes and Pharisees, you know, we want to tell everybody, you know, you know, what, what they need to do, but then we turn around and we not even doing it. You know, we not practicing what we preach. He says, so this is, you know, this is the, this is the 11. It is hypocrisy. Uh, and that goes to their actions. It goes to the the doctrine. You, you start to, you start to manipulate the word of god so it fits your own personal program all of these things are th- this is how the scribes and pharisees operated and we know that the lord said hey if your righteousness don't exceed their righteousness then you won't have nothing coming your righteousness got to our righteousness has to exceed their righteousness so the scribes and pharisees didn't have a problem with the law they didn't have a problem telling people what the law said. They just had a problem with their actions and with how they operated, you know, but it, it they, you know, it, it's more than just knowing the law and being able to 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 quote the law and being able to to teach the law. It goes beyond that because that's that's what they did. But our righteousness according to according to Christ got to exceed their righteousness. So um brother, if you have a scripture?
1: Yes, sir. Uh, Shalom. So I would like to go to Mark chapter 10, Mark chapter 10, and we are going to pick it up at verse 2. All right. And when you get there, brother, go ahead and read.
0: And the Pharisees came to him and asked him, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife, tempting him?
1: Okay, I want to stop there for a second because they came to the master and... And they asked him a question, but immediately we can see that their question was not a sincere question. And this is the hypocrisy that you were speaking about. They had an ulterior motive from the very beginning with this question. It wasn't sincere. It wasn't genuine. They weren't trying to know something or help some, a situation. They were tempting him. Okay. And that's a characteristic of Pharisees. They often do that. And I always look for that within myself as well to make sure that I'm not just being foolish. You know, when, when I'm asking people questions, especially biblical questions that I'm not, I'm not finding myself doing, you know, trying to trap someone in some type of question. I need to be sincere with things like that. So that's something I wanted to point out that the first thing that when they asked him that question, they were really tempting him from the very beginning. Go ahead and read brother.
0: Verse 3, and he answered and said unto them, what did Moses command you? Mm -hmm. And they said, Moses suffered to write a bill of divorcement and to put her away. And Jesus answered and said unto them, for the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this precept.
1: So Jesus answered them and in his answer, he put it right back on them and he let them know that for the hardness of your heart. Now I don't see much about Pharisees in the Old Testament as far as the wording of Pharisees and Sadducees, but, he, but Jesus obviously saw this characteristic back in the day, and so did Moses because he said, in, because of the hardness of your heart. So, you know, when they're coming to the master and they're tempting him, that already shows a hardening of their heart they're not looking for information they're looking to catch him up and he pointed that out and i thought that was very important to put that out there that that jesus describes them in this manner and he tells them it was the hardening of your heart you know be, you know he asked them about uh, being divorced you know about uh writing a bill of divorcement and and if you think about that you know when when he when Jesus returned and said, for the hardening of your heart, you know, I can understand how a man, you know, back then, unrighteously would be trying to cut himself away from his wife or divorce his wife because he hardened his heart towards her or towards the law or towards whatever, you know. But that's something that I wanted to point out, that when it came to the Pharisee way. You know, and and things to look out for that might indicate you might be turning into a Pharisee. You might be doing something that a Pharisee does, or you might be encountering a Pharisee. Then those are a couple of things that I wanted to point out. You know, uh, the fact that that they were tempting him from the very beginning and all the time it was it was he put it back on them. It was the hardening of their heart that that uh brought about that situation, brother.
0: Exactly, and and that's really. What we're trying to hone in uh on this podcast it's about the mentality when we when we start to get that mentality and we start to think like Pharisees, we start to think and 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 we start to do the things that they did, you know, and it wasn't just the the act- the actual scraps and pharisees uh but it's all through the book, that same mentality. Uh, just continued on uh, all through the book. You know that's why the people uh couldn't be, you know, they they couldn't they couldn't serve God correctly because they always had other other things going on. You know, it was they they hearts were hardened. You know, uh, like the Lord Lord called called Israel uh, stiff neck. You know what I mean? Uh, you just it, it's something in you that is preventing you from just being obedient to what thus said, the Lord, it, it, you, you gotta have some kind of loophole. You gotta have some kind of, some kind of way to wiggle out of doing, you know, uh, following the commandments of God. You, you gotta have some something that's going to allow you to be able to do whatever you want to do. And at the same time, even when you are wrong, that's going to allow you to be right. That's, that's the Pharisee way of thinking. And that is, and that is what's going on. But, uh, Brother Benaiah, uh, you have
2: a scripture. Yes. So going to Matthew 23. And before I get to this, I actually just want to read the definition of hypocrite because Christ let you know when he speaks a few times on how the Pharisees, the Sadducees, how they were hypocrites. But with that, the definition of hypocrite is a person who puts on a false appearance of virtue, our religion. A person who acts in contradiction to his or her stated beliefs or feelings. So when you're dealing with being a Pharisee, Christ keeps letting you know, and he's going to keep saying something about them. And he uses the term hypocrite, meaning that they are people who act in contradiction to what they state. So beginning this scripture, at Matthew, we'll be going into the scripture, dealing with Matthew 23. I want to pick it up first. At verse 12 because it's something that comes with that pharisee doctrine which comes with people trying to manipulate the word or even not just manipulate the word they may put things on others that they won't necessarily put on themselves where they're speaking things in contradiction to what are they're doing things in contradiction to what they're saying so let's pick this up in matthew 23 and uh brother solomon can you pick it up at verse 12
1: yes sir And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted.
2: So the first thing is that we're dealing with that humility. A lot of you're not necessarily going to get into trying to Pharisee or try to, you know, do all these biblical acrobatics and manipulate words if you humble. Because if you're humble, you're going to take what's written and you're going to go with it. But when you try to uh, when you try to put yourself on a pedestal, then you and you exalting yourself, you don't want to be wrong. So you're going to use and you're going to manipulate the word of God to show that you're right or to prove whatever you want to prove. So first it says, whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Verse 13.
1: But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. Hypocrites, for ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for ye neither go
2: in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. So this is why we read what a hypocrite was. So that way we can have, a, a, we can have an express definition of what we're talking about with a hypocrite. With a hypocrite, that's one who acts in contradiction of what they state. So these Pharisees, they'll manipulate or they'll say things dealing with the word of God, but they're not abiding by it. Not only are they saying these things, they're saying things that are actually keeping others from truly serving God. Let's go down to verse
1: 23. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay the tithe of mint and anise and coming. But have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye have done, and not to leave the other undone.
2: So what they would do, what keep reading, verse 24.
1: Ye blind gods which strain and a net and swallow a camel.
2: So they're straining at small things, and they will put things that are so minuscule on people, which are just an extra burden something that may not be necessary, but it's an extra burden. So they'll strain at nets, and then they'll try to swallow things that are too big for them to even fully understand. But it says, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Ye pay tithes of men in a niece and coming. You got So it's letting us know that these Pharisees, they're not stupid, and a lot of times they're not necessarily uh, destitute. They have things to give to the Lord. They, they give the Lord expensive items out of their treasuries, but they omit the weightier matters of the law, judgments, which is truly being just in how you uh, judge a situation, how you look at a situation. They've omitted the weightier matters of the law, mercy, having mercy on people with doing their shortcomings are things that you may feel is not up to par. They've omitted mercy. They've omitted faith. Having trust and faith that God can that God can renew somebody and make them better, they've omitted those weightier matters, and they left those and they deal with things that they things that they've done, but they've left the weightier matters undone. And so, being a, a hypocrite, being a, a Pharisee, you're going to take the word of God. And you're gonna manipulate it. And sometimes and a lot of times you're gonna manipulate it into having people do stuff that you yourself will find that you're not fully doing. Absolutely. Um,
0: and I wanna stay in this uh twenty-third chapter of uh Matthew, and I wanna pick it up at verse two. Uh Matthew twenty-three and verse two, because we're just trying to bring out the characteristics and you know what happens when you get in this mindset you know uh, dealing with the weightier matters of the law you know the things that really uh, matter as far as your everyday walk you know uh, not using like he, they talking about paying these tithes of, of, of mint uh, anise and cumin and all of that you know that that doesn't make up for disregarding the weightier matters of the law, you know, you can't give a gift, and that's gonna make up for your your lack of uh uh righteousness, your lack of of other things. It it don't work like that. But that's how, that's the mentality, that's the Pharisee mentality when we when we think we can substitute something a gift for righteousness. You know, uh, you do somebody wrong, you ain't gonna say you sorry. You not you know you you're not gonna You're not going to, you know, apologize. You're not going to try to, you know, truly uh, uh, heal that situation. You just try to gloss it over by, you know, giving them a gift or, you know, doing something nice. But really, you really haven't dealt with what happened. And that's when, you know, you know, that's when you got a problem with admitting your faults, admitting that you are wrong. And that's, that's, that's when we start to, uh, try and substitute things like they did in the days of old, they, they substituted sacrifice for just being righteous, you know, to the point where the Lord said, I ain't accepting this no more because they, they had no intentions of, of, of following the commandment, you know, all, all they wanted to do was just, you know, keep bringing up sacrifices and sin offerings, even though, in their heart, they weren't going to do right. So after a while, the Lord said, hey, I, I'm, I'm not going to accept this anymore because it's it's not about that. It's not about the offerings that you bring up. What it is about is you being obedient to what thus said the Lord. And that is what we have to hold on to. But uh, we're going to start this off at Matthew 23 and we're going to pick it up at verse two. Go ahead, brother.
2: Saying the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. So
0: he's for telling they... them, so he's telling them, look, they sit in Moses, they sit in the seat of Moses because they were the ones who were teaching the people the, the word of God. They was teaching the law. Uh, he says, so observe what they do uh whatever they you know whatever they bid you observe, but he said but don't do after their works because remember their leaven is hypocrisy when we read in luke that's the that's the leaven uh of the fair is it's hypocrisy so they hypocrites he said so you don't do what they do he said because they say but they do not so they might tell you the right thing, but
2: they're not gonna do it go here brother verse 4 for they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne and lay them on man's shoulders but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers that's good, good. so again
0: what you have you you have you know you you passing you passing the buck to somebody else you know and sometimes we get we get a lot of that you know somebody want all of this work to be done or this you know but then you, you just pass it along. You know, you, you, you telling somebody, you know, man, you should be, you should be picking up boulders, man. I don't understand what your problem is. You should be picking up boulders and then, but you ain't going to pick up no boulder. So you, you want to delegate, you know, you want to, you want to, you want to be the one to tell everybody what to do, but you not going to lead by example. You not going to, be out there working with me or with whoever you you're not going to lead by example and show that hey this is how we need to be operating and that's that same mentality you know we can't always you know pass that work on to somebody else you know we can't always delegate uh verse five
2: but all their works they do for to be seen of men
0: all their works they do to be seen of men so this is not even about serving god this is not about you showing uh uh yourself worthy to your god this is only to be seen of men uh some people only want to do something when they have an audience you know when you got people looking at you when you got an audience then you know you want to put on a show but this is this is the the pharisee mentality uh go ahead
2: brother keep reading but all their works they do for to be seen of men. They make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments.
0: So now, uh, uh, here you go, you know you, you know, you got these garments on, you know, you want to you have flair, you know, you want to be seen. You know, you want people to pay attention to you. You want to be the center of attention, which none of this has anything to do with serving God. It's, a, it's not what it's about um that's why you get you get brothers who all they want to do is teach you know they they, they love to teach they they want to they want you know they 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 just want everybody to look at them and hear them they want to be the smartest brother in in the class they want to be the smartest person in the room they want all the attention but s- some of them same brothers ain't going to pick up lift one finger to do nothing they got anything to do with some work with some physical labor, they ain't gonna do none of that. But when it when it comes time to open their mouth and show how much knowledge knowledge they think they have, then then the main one's talking. But this is
2: this is this Pharisee mentality. Keep reading, brother. And love the uppermost rooms at the feast, and the chief seats in the synagogues, and greetings in the markets, and to be called of men, Rabbi, Rabbi. Again, now
0: they love the uppermost, you know, rooms at the feast. You know, they want to be out front. They, they want to be, you know, the, the whole mentality, you, you know, you want to be, you want to be on top. And they love to be called a man rabbi rabbi because they want to be acknowledged. They want everybody to know that they are, that they are preacher or that they are teacher. They, they, they want everybody to see who they are and know who they are because it's not about serving God you know, with humility, it's about being seen of men. It's about getting the glory of men, and this is that Pharisee mentality. And this is what we can't fa- fall into. You know what I'm saying we We have to realize that can't no man put you in the kingdom. No man has that has that power to 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 give you eternal life. The one that we should be trying to please and serve and prove ourselves to is the Most High. And to Christ, because that's where our reward is coming from. It ain't coming from men. But when we fall into that trap, then we start to do things to be seen of men. And then that can lead to now you doing things following man. You're not following God, you know, and you can you can fall into uh, being caught up in in pleasing a man and not necessarily serving god you can get caught up in your own doctrine that uh the pharisees had you know they 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 twisted the word of god to fit they their little agenda you know they had they click and they 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 had they had certain certain things that they did because it wasn't about god it was about them uh being ranked amongst each other being uh uh being honored by men and not by god um uh, any brother got a scripture
1: yeah you know um to jump on that because there's a similar scripture in luke but then it has another aspect of it that i wanted to bring up If we can go over to duke 20 luke chapter 20 and we're gonna pick it up at verse uh 46
0: beware of the scribes which desire to walk in long robes and love greetings in the markets and the highest seats in the synagogues, and the chief rooms at feast, Mm -hmm. which devour widows' houses, and for a show, make long prayers, Mm -hmm. the same shall receive greater damnation.
1: So speaking about reward, you know, this type of behavior is going to receive damnation, point blank, period. This type of behavior is not going to get a pass. Uh, because this type of behavior is so destructive to the body of Christ, and so destructive to the young minds that are on the road to understanding Christ or or have a heart to seek out Christ. This type of behavior runs people away from churches, runs people away from trying to communicate with God, and it really turns the people's heart hard. You know, it hardens their heart as well, because this type of behavior is the same behavior that when that hypocrisy is shown in the open, when that hypocrisy is exposed, like it often always eventually is, it hardens the heart of people to say, I don't want to go to class anymore. I don't want to go to church anymore. I don't believe that anymore. And that's why they're going to receive the greater damnation. So it's something that I want to point out, because there's no reward for this type of of behavior. On the contrary, there's going to be damnation for this type of behavior, you know, and it's, it's, not, it shouldn't be, uh, you know, it shouldn't be let pass. And Jesus didn't let it pass. Every time that he saw or got an opportunity to expose this type of hypocrisy, he certainly did. And that's why 46 started off with, it said, beware of the scribes. He was always consistently telling everyone, beware, 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 and beware. Because he wanted people to understand that, to be aware that this is not who you're supposed to be following. And Then the people who didn't take heed to that beware often found themselves in worse shape later, like they often are in this world today. As the saints, oh, you know, we we strive that we try to, you know, help people understand the truth about the matter and the truth about the Bible. And people go based off of the emotion and they want to go to church, sing and dance and whatnot. You know, and I say that without throwing a shot. But then, you know, things don't go You know, things don't go uh, the way that that they envisioned when it comes to the faith. The faith doesn't grow and they don't have that understanding or things go off and then they're upset at God a lot of times, you know, but they didn't take heed when he said, beware, beware, beware. So that's something that I wanted to point out that, you know, we should be attentive and the people should be attentive to to beware of these things. But at the same time, those who are taking advantage, these people, these hypocrites and, and the the people that God is calling hypocrites and scribes and Pharisees that it's not going to go unpunished they're going to receive punishment for every single thing they do
0: absolutely if I can I want to go to I want to go to Malachi the book of Malachi and the sec- the second chapter because the Lord says something to the priest here uh, in Malachi. And it, it's it's along the same lines. You know, it's when you start to get away from the work of God, doing things according to the word of God, and you start to deal with your own uh, personal agenda, then start to pull away f- from righteousness. And then anybody that follows you, you're going to pull them away too. But uh, we're going to pick it up in Malachi, the second chapter. We're going to read verse 1, and then we're going to skip to verse 7. So uh, when you ready, brother, read that Malachi 2 and read verse 1.
1: And now, O ye priests, this commandment is for you.
0: Okay, so now he's talking to the priests. He went on to say about, you know, hey, you know, how how he had a covenant with Levi and what their job was. But we're going to get straight to the point. Skip down to verse 7. Go ahead.
1: For the priest's lips should keep knowledge, and they should seek the law at his mouth. But he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. Uh Uh-huh. But ye are departed out of the way. Ye have caused many to stumble at the law.
0: He now the one who he just got through saying that you should be looking to 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 get understanding of the law. He said you have because you have departed out of the way you have gone out of the way which the Lord set up for you to go. So now you have caused many to stumble at the law. The priest, the one who was supposed to be carrying the law and standing, standing for the law that is the one who caused the people to stumble at the law because they departed out of the way. That's what happens. That's why the Lord say, Hey, the Pharisees they sit in Moses seat, but you know what, it, what they tell you to do, do it, but don't do after they works <laughs> because they works not in line with they telling you. So even in the, even in the, in the days of old, you know, the priest had got to the point where, Hey, the priest were even gone out of the way. So they caused the people to stumble at the law because they weren't dealing with it according to how the Lord set it up. That's what happens when you start to bring in your own doctrine. That's why the Lord warned you about uh, you know, having another doctrine. That's why he had the apostles uh warn you about people that cause divisions and people that sow strife among brethren, so discord among brethren. Um, because this is what causes people to walk away from the doctrine instead of because people don't understand that that person is talking is just a man. That person ain't God. But when you looking at man for some for some guidance and direction and then you see the people you looking at supposed to be guiding you and they doing wrong, then you turn somebody off. You turn people away or they'll they'll follow after your your example, which It's probably not the example that the guy set up. So, hey, the priests themselves caused people to stumble at the law. Go ahead, brother. Finish that verse.
1: Ye have corrupted the covenant of Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. Go ahead. Therefore, have I also made you contemptible and base before all the people
0: like we was reading earlier, like we was reading earlier, uh, uh, brother, brother Beniah read earlier about that humility or that lack of humility. Since, since they wanted to do that, what did the Lord say? He said, I have made you contemptible and base before all the people. In other words, the Lord, done, you know, the Lord set them on high so that the people would listen to them when they were, when they were teaching the law. But since they, ain't what you want to do, Hey, I'm gonna make you I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you base and contemptible so the people gonna look at you and they gonna they, they not gonna have no they not gonna have no respect for you as a as a as a teacher of the law, It's one guiding them. They're gonna look at you like you ain't nothing. Since you that puffed up when you feel like you gonna mislead people, then the Lord will bring you down. He'll he'll he he'll, he'll he'll make you, he he will make you uh he will make you base. He will make you contemptible before the people. Go ahead
1: according as ye have not kept my ways, but have been partial in the law
0: he says, so look, you have been partial in the law, in other words, you know you've been d- 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 discriminatory on one part over another, you know or, or or trying to manipulate words to to so you so you can do what suits you, and then still look. Look like you justified before the people, you being partial, so because of this, you know this is this is this caused the downfall of a whole people, a nation of people. This is their downfall you know everybody trying to be their own fair see everybody trying to um do what's right in their own eyes instead of doing what's right in the eyes of God, and it just continues down to generation to generation. Brother Beniah, do you have a scripture?
2: Yes. I actually wanted to go to Luke 13, just piggybacking on how those Pharisees, they will all ultimately continue to do things that are hypocritical. They'll say certain things to put burdens on others, but they themselves don't deal with those burdens. And that's where it comes to dealing with that mercy and that truth. You're not going to put things on people that, one— don't necessarily have a bearing on salvation, but two are just extra things that that you've come up with because you're going about to establish your own righteousness for the purpose of seeming like you have a certain kind of virtuous, uh, uh, you have some sort of virtuous traits about you. Because like I said, like the uh, definition for hypocrite, it's those who appear virtuous, appear righteous, are religious, but do what's contrary. But going to Luke 13 and picking it up at verse 10. Can you go ahead and read for me?
0: Yes, sir. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years. And was bowed together and could in no
2: wise lift up herself. So she had an issue that was so that was so plaguing, that was so hurtful, where she just she could only bow. Whatever was going on with her, she she couldn't even stand up straight. And she had this issue for 18 years. Go ahead. And when Jesus saw her, he called her,
0: he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. Mm-hmm. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because if Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, there are six days in which men ought to work and them therefore come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. So dealing
2: with these Pharisees, Dealing with these Pharisees and dealing with that doctrine where you're trying to establish your own righteousness, the first thing that happens when you're trying to establish your own righteousness is your pride. So everybody's, this glorious event that happened, this woman been hunched over in pain for 18 years, and now she's healed. And instead of glorifying God, he's looking at the fact that Jesus, the son of God, the one who is one with God, he getting attention, and this man then got upset. This man throwing a hissy fit, but instead of instead of just giving God glory, he gonna change the glory of God into something that that's despicable. Saying he why why is he healing on the Sabbath day? That's how this is this is what they call a hater, where you just hating on what somebody else is doing or some glory that's given or that's brought or shown by somebody else. This is hating. Verse fifteen. Go ahead. The Lord then answered him and said, thou hypocrite.
0: huh, doth not each one of you on the sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall
2: and lead him away to watering? So this woman who this a person, this human being, them been healed that from an infirmity that had her hunched over in pain for 18 years. This fair this done got mad. This hypocrite, which means he say one thing and do another. He getting mad because somebody else is getting some glory. And he said, he speaks on the event that happened as if it was evil. But Jesus let him know, you all take the, you take loose your ass or your oxen from the stall and you take him to go water. You take, you go and do what you need, what you want to do for an animal and you're going to complain about what he did for a human being. Go ahead and read.
0: Verse 16. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, lo these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? Uh-huh, verse and 17. He, and when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed.
2: And yeah, all and the they people... should have been ashamed. They should have been ashamed. A human being, one of your sisters, been hurting for 18 years, and you tried to bring up an evil report upon her being healed. Go ahead. And all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. So Jesus, the son of God, the one who was one with God, he healed on the Sabbath day, healed this sister. And a Pharisee or somebody who's a hypocrite, because typically what we're seeing is that these Pharisees, they are proud. They puffed up, and if somebody else gets some attention, they start hating. That's what Pharisees do, or at least that's what these Pharisees were doing. So one thing we can see about the Pharisee way, the Pharisee way is going to always try to make it look like what they're saying um, is right. So. This Pharisee tried to make it seem like what he was saying was right. He healing on the Sabbath day. You ain't supposed to do nothing on the Sabbath day. So he done manipulated the word of God to fit whatever agenda he wanted to push. He done manipulated the word of God. But Jesus Absolutely. was there. And Jesus was able to let it be known that all cause all these people, because these people done seen him taking their oxes and their asses on the Sabbath day to get water. They done seen it. You know, it's no secret thing. And Jesus made sure that was, he made sure that he brought that up and that it was known that you all do this as a kindness to your animals. But now God then did something as a kindness to one of your sisters and you, you get angry about it. Hey, the hippo, the Pharisee will always try to make himself seem right. The Pharisee will try to manipulate the word of God. The the Pharisee is going to be proud. The Pharisee is going to be a hypocrite because they're going to put things on people that they don't even, that they don't even follow.
0: And that's, and and that's the mentality. That is the mentality we, we are trying to bring out because this is what plagues. Sometimes this is what plagues the body of Christ. We got too many Pharisees, too many people with the Pharisee mentality. And it's not, it's not good for the administration it's not good for the body of christ for us to be operating like this uh we can't be you know we we can't become profitable servants if if everybody's trying to be a pharisee if everybody trying to make make excuses or if everybody got to be seen a man if everybody got to have a spotlight then that does not that's not a uh that's not a breeding ground for righteousness and, and for unity. That's a breeding ground for strife, contention, um, uh, tail bearing, you know, all the things that the Lord say shouldn't be existing, shouldn't be going on between brothers and sisters. All of those things are, are present when you get too many people with this Pharisee mentality because it's not good, it, it, It's it's not healthy it's not good for us to be uh consumed by this and that's what happened that's what happened in that situation he couldn't even glorify first of all the fact that he couldn't even glorify god and all of that he couldn't even credit he he couldn't even glorify god that this woman was healed he could he didn't have the mind to see that man this woman was suffering for eighteen years and now she's made whole and that's what happens when that mentality that pharisee mentality is 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 on you you can't even see you you can't recognize the, the the righteousness you can't you can't you can't give god the glory for the good that's being done you just gotta find fault that's your whole you know that, that that's your whole uh um whole purpose is just to walk around and find fault that's why when i hear people always trying to find fault with everything. You know, I, 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 I'm kind of scared for you because you don't understand that 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 you thinking that way is is pulling you away from the truth. Because your whole your whole life can't be I'm a, I'm gonna find fault. You know, you can't come you can't come to class on the Sabbath day and all you do is find fault with everybody or you try to find fault with everything that's going on. That's that's not godly. You know, that's what Pharisees did. That's why they tempted tempted the, the Lord all the time. Because they was trying to find fault in him. But uh brother Solomon, go ahead. Um uh,
1: Yeah. You know, and that's that's you know that victim that's a victim mindset too, by the way. You know, people who always not just find fault that also comes with don't take responsibility for their part in everything. And it all falls in line with being a hypocrite. You know, it's all part of the same family there, but, but people fail to realize that when we signed up for this, when we signed up to be servants of Christ, when we signed up to keep these commandments, the victim mindset was has to be abolished. We're no longer victims. We signed up for every bit of this, you know, and we have to endure to the end. We have to bear all things. We were called for, that's what the mission is, not to point out people's errors, but to lead by example and show them the way, you know, so so that's definitely a, a, a part. But, and then, uh, and when, uh um But now we're speaking on being a hater. I want to touch on that. I want to go to Matthew 21, because they certainly are haters. We're going to go to Matthew 21. We're going to pick it up at verse 23 and then skip down a couple of times just to touch on a few little aspects of here, a few little parts here, okay? Okay. Matthew 21, and we're going to pick it up at verse 23, just so we can identify who we're talking about here.
0: And when he was coming to the temple... The chief priests and the elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching and said, by what authority dost thou uh, these things? And who gave thee this authority?
1: Imagine that. They, I mean, this guy is doing miracle after miracle, saving people. And the chief priests, man, the chief priests in the temple, the elders, they questioning him. Talking about how you got the authority. Like, this man is doing miracles, and they're trying to figure out how he got the authority to to do good miracles. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't killing people. You know, he wasn't making people drop dead. I mean, he was healing people. He was giving people life in such a way. And they, like they always do, tempting him, like we read before, asking him silly questions, trying to catch him up. But let's skip down to verse 31. Verse 31, okay. and pick it up there.
0: Whether of them twain did the will of his father, they say unto him the first, Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you.
1: Well that's a bad that that's a bad position to take in this in this life and, and all the positions of everybody, you know, everyone has a part to play. And that's the worst part of the story that you can take right there, that when harlots and publicans go to the kingdom before you, that means you are really, really messed up. You know, you're really in the point of no return at this point, where he will allow someone who, who doesn't Know better, or who may have been taught wrong and doesn't know how to come out of this sin, he he'll give them an opportunity to to be whole again before these you know chief priests and these Pharisees that you know before them because they know exactly what they are doing. They are very deliberate in what they are doing. Uh, keep on reading to the next or to thirty two.
0: For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and ye believed him not. But the publicans and the harlots believed him, and ye, when ye had seen it, repented not afterward that ye might believe him.
1: So they see all these works. They see proof. And they not only don't believe, like their hearts were so hardened and they refused to even repent. The only thing that they got was prideful, arrogant, arrogant. They began to be angry at him. They began to hate him. They began to make him, you know, they began to make him a target. And that's what they were doing. They started targeting him. Instead of seeing what they were doing, they were blind to what he was doing. They started targeting him. And now go script down to uh, 45.
0: And when the chief priests and Pharisees had heard his parables, they perceived that he spake of them.
1: They knew what he was. they knew they knew that their, that their actions fit the bill. That's what it came down to. He was speaking of everybody. The most high spoke of everybody. But, but he pinpointed their actions so well that it was the shoe on their foot. And read that next one, 46.
0: But when they sought to lay hands on him, they feared the multitude because they took him for a profit.
1: That's why I said there was haters. They got so mad they were trying to they was trying to put their hands on him. You know that and, and you can know that a person who deals with this type of emotion, when you can't even handle your anger, that's you know as much as, regardless of your title, that shows a very immature state of mind. When you can't control your they got so upset that he was right and they were wrong. You know that that they tried to hurt him. And ultimately, you know, they caused his crucifixion. They were definitely a part of that. But I wanted to bring that out, you know, that uh that they absolutely they were haters, man. But he recognized it. You know, Jesus was never deterred from that. And uh and even people who are lost in a sin, people who are uninformed people who are ignorant to the word of God and don't really understand it. They will have a hundred percent more chance to still make it into the kingdom and to still find grace with God than these Pharisees and these scribes uh, that are very deliberate in what they are doing. There's no mistake about it. They have an intent, they have a target and, uh, and it's, it's wickedness, you know, in, 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 his, in, in a very, not just subtle way, but in a uh uh manipulative and a deceivious way, and that's why the Most High kept on telling us to be aware and be aware again. And I wanted to bring that up because they absolutely are
2: haters.
0: That's good. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, uh, moving right along. Uh, Benaiah, you have a scripture.
2: Yeah, let's go to Romans ten, and this is just speaking on what they end up doing because. They establish what they think is right or what they want to put forth as being right. But in the midst of them putting forth what they think is right, they don't submit to what is truly correct in God's eyes. So, Romans 10, and let's pick this up at verse 1.
1: Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved, for I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge.
2: So this is talking about the children of Israel and those people who would have been considered scribes and Pharisees. But go ahead.
1: For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God.
2: Now we read earlier in Matthew 23 where it spoke about God and it spoke about uh, having mercy and truth and judgment. Mercy being one of the chief things that we need to have when dealing with what is right before God. But people will go around and establish what they feel is right, whether it be you can't heal on the Sabbath day. Instead of dealing with mercy, and dealing with the righteousness of God they've established their own righteousness. When you go into uh Matthew 15 and we could actually maybe one of you all may want to go there a little bit later where they were eating with unwashed hands and they had their traditions but Jesus let them know your traditions by uh, transgress the commandments of God. Go so ahead, go these, ahead
0: to that. Go go ahead to that Matthew 15, brother.
2: Let's go to Matthew 15.
0: Because we we, we want to try to get in We want to try to get in as much as we can. There's a lot of scriptures, uh, but we we definitely want to get... We want to, to the people listening, we want to really, you know, bang this point home and so that people understand uh, this Pharisee way.
2: Yes, so the Pharisee way...
0: Which is not God's way, and that's the whole point. You got to understand, this, this is not... This is not a, the the way to righteousness. This this is this is this is going the opposite way, you know. And Pharisees, scribes of Pharisees had knowledge, and that's what I, uh, one thing I want people to understand. They had knowledge, but they were still, mm-hmm. they, they, were still they were still going the wrong way. So understand that uh, uh, we speaking we speaking to people who know better, you know. Mm-hmm. We ain't, we ain't talking about people who 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 don't who don't know. We talking about people who do know but they choose to go the other way because that's what a Pharisee is. Um, but go ahead, Brother Beniah, with
2: your uh, Matthew 15. Matthew 15, uh, verse 1. Then came, uh, Brother, Brother Solomon, you mind reading?
1: No, of course not. I'm ready here. Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread.
2: So they they now have a tradition, which is some sort of commandment or burden, which they have established. They've established their own righteousness. Go ahead.
1: But he answered and said unto them, why do ye also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? For God commanded, saying, honor thy mother, the father and mother, and he that curses father and mother, let him die the death. But ye say, Whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, it is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me and honor not his father or his mother. He shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition.
2: Now, this can go over a lot of people's head because it went over my head for some years. But when you tell your parents it's a gift, wherefore you are profited by me. Like you're telling your parents that they should be thankful to you for something that you're giving them. Your parents are the vessels that God used to give you life in this world. It does not matter what you give your mother or your father. You cannot repay that gift that the Lord has allowed to be bestowed upon you through them. But they they would say it's fine. They would so they would tell people in establishing their own righteousness, they would tell people you gotta wash your hands, but then they tell somebody who who's rich that, oh, you gave your mother a house, you ain't gotta honor your mother no more. Tell what she what she uh asked you to do, you ain't gotta do that no more. You gave her a house. Shoot, what she got, what business she got talking to you like that anymore? No, that's not how it goes. Uh go ahead, verse, go ahead, verse
1: seven. Ye hypocrites. Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth not unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men.
2: So this is just to point out another, just to drive home the point of another characteristic when you're following the Pharisee way, or the Pharisee doctrine. You'll start... Establishing your own righteousness, which doesn't necessarily fall in line fully with the righteousness of God. You'll start establishing your own things as being right, like hey hey brother, why are you eating with your mouth open? you, you need to you need to close your mouth when you eat. You know, God don't like that. Ain't no ain't no law on that. If a, you know it ain't it ain't the best uh etiquette to eat a eat at-bone steak with your mouth wide open. But if a brother want to do that, I cannot say that that is sin. But these people would say it's sin. You don't wash your hands before you eat. They'd say that's wrong. You out of order. But those doctrines, some of the doctrines that they were teaching, the commandments of man they were teaching were actually directly hypocritical with some of the commandments of God. And that's what you'll find in a Pharisee, or when you're starting to fall into the Pharisee way, you'll start trying to manipulate the Word of God and establish your own teachings, and your own teachings won't align fully with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. A- absolutely,
0: brother, uh, uh, brother Solomon. If I can, if I can go before you, brother, is that okay? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Because uh, this, I want to read First Timothy. I want to go to first Timothy, the first chapter, because this, this is going, this is going right along with, uh, what, what brother Beniah just read in Matthew. This is going right along with it. Um, establishing your own doctrine, which is, which is, which is ultimately going to be contrary, uh, to the, to the commandment of God, you know, uh, first Timothy, the first chapter, and pick it up at verse three. First Timothy one, and pick it up at verse three.
2: First Timothy one and three. This is a true saying: If a man desire the office of a bishop, he yeah. desireth the good work.
0: You at First Timothy, brother. First, first Timothy, Timothy three. The first chapter. First,
2: first Timothy three. one and three. Yes, sir. As I besought besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. So he said,
0: hold on. So he said, again, we're talking about doctrine because this is a big part of uh, being a Pharisee or the Pharisee way of operating. A big part of it is doctrine. We we just got through reading how they changed honor thy mother and father into something totally different. He said, but Paul, like, look, I'm charging, uh, charging
2: that some that they teach no other doctrine verse four. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith. Do So do.
0: So now he's telling them again, you know. Don't get off into fables and endless genealogies which minister questions because that Pharisees that's what they focus on. We done all we done all encountered them. They they come in with all these, with all these different different fables. They they saying things is not even in the book, not not even in the scriptures. They they saying they got all these, they got one hundred and fifty million questions. All it is, all of these so called, you know, uh, over the top theories that they dealing with. But that that's that's the Pharisee mentality again. That goes back to trying to be like,
2: you know, you the smartest person in the room. Go ahead, five. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned, from which some having swerved, have turned aside into vain janglings. And see, now this is what happens when you when
0: you when you stop dealing with the weightier matters of the law, like Brother Beniah read, mercy and truth, this this is right, this is back into it. Look, the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. That's where the commandment leads you to. This is what the word of God is supposed to lead you to. It leads you to having that charity with a pure heart and a good conscience and of of, of that strong, that faith does not can't be moved. He said, but they, they done got away from that. He said, for some which have for, for which some having swerved, have turned aside unto vain jangling. When you when you leave that. And you turn away from that. Ain't nothing left but vain jangling. In other words, it's just babbling. It, 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 it's not even anything that's going to even profit you. They just, Now they now you become a babbler. Go ahead, verse 7.
2: Desiring to be teachers of the law. Understanding.
0: Now, now they want to be a teacher of the law. Listen, this is a person, <laughs> or these are people who ain't nothing but babblers. They, 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 they so smart. They stupid. How, how people used to say, "You, you, you just, you just totally, you just totally disregarded faith, the weightier matters of the law." You gonna disregard all of that. And you gonna jump straight to some some genealogies and all of these fables, all these, uh, all of these uh, uh, esoteric doctrines that ain't even in a book. But you still want to be a teacher of the law. You want to be a teacher of the law, but you don't want to deal with the law. This is the Pharisee mindset, the Pharisee way. Go
2: ahead, brother. Desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. Now, this is a person
0: you know that you fell off pretty far when you don't even understand what's coming out of your mouth. (laughs) You you talking and you don't even understand what you are saying it don't even make sense to you but that's what happens when you when you turn the vein jangling which is babble when you get the babbling you don't even know what you saying (laughs) you can't even explain what you saying somebody can ask you could you please explain to me what you meant uh well you know see i can't really explain it i know because you don't even know what you're saying because you don't, you don't got that far away. And then they don't even know what they affirm. They, 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 they affirming or or saying something is right. And they don't even know, but this is, this is what happens when you start to get, when you start to deal with the commandments of men, when you start to turn away from the weightier matters of the law, when you leave mercy, truth, and, 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 and when you want to be, uh you want to be seen a man and heard a man, all of this over time, all of this pulls you away from serving God. It pulls you away from the the, the commandments of God. And then that's, you know, once, once you walk away from that, it, it, that's all it is. That's all is left is a bunch of, mm-hmm. a bunch of pain jangling. And you don't know what you're talking about and you, you, you affirming things that you don't, you have no idea if they right or wrong. Uh, brother Solomon, go ahead, brother. I think yes. thank you for allowing me to go go uh ahead of you, brother. But go ahead. I I,
1: I appreciate you for allowing us to go. We're I know we're teeter tottering all the time, but we're gonna go ahead Luke chapter 18, because this is what a vain jangling prayer sounds like too. We're gonna touch on this because you're absolutely right. You don't even know what's coming out of your mouth. You know, you every time you think you're establishing something that God said, but you're really offending him and you crossing the line. Luke chapter 18, we're going to pick it up at verse 10. We're just going to go through this quickly so we can see, because this really speaks for itself. Verse 10, pick it up and read when you're ready.
0: Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. Mm -hmm. God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican
1: man this guy do you hear do you hear that prayer he said he's he he, he didn't thank god for giving him the breath of life he ain't thank god for giving him a meal to eat for having he thanked god for not being like someone else that he was putting a burden on and corrupting by the way because he's a teacher here he's the one who was responsible for teaching these other men that he's praying against keep reading
0: i fast twice in the week I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. Mm -hmm. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted
1: you know and that's and that's what uh brother Benai had touched on a little bit earlier you know this guy had puffed himself up to god he puffed himself up in the prayer and and he put his fellow brother down the same fellow brother that being a pharisee he was supposed to be teaching and uh And, you know, and he's not going to be justified. They are not going to be justified, you know, and and this is just for everyone to take heed because anyone can find themselves doing something like this if they're not careful and they're not staying humble and meek. And, and, and they're not staying grounded to the word of God. You know, once we think that we know something or once we think that we have an edge on someone else because we're in this thing, we can fall short. And this is a very dangerous title to end up falling under a Pharisee or a hypocrite. So I want to point that out, brother, because this prayer right here is not the prayer that we that we should be, uh, you know, putting forth for God to hear. Uh, this is very, this prayer is going to lead to damnation and, uh, he will not be justified. So I just wanted to add that there.
0: Yeah, absolutely brother. Uh, A real powerful scripture. All the scriptures today have been powerful. Um, uh, we have to, we have to realize that, uh, like Paul said, Hey, we, we have the mind of Christ and we can't take that for granted. You know, uh, once the Lord opens your eyes and he, gives you understanding, hey, you have that mind. He's giving you the mind of Christ so that you can walk in righteousness, so that you can stay on that right path. But sometimes we get thrown off and we start dealing with the mind of a Pharisee because we too puffed up, because we think that, hey, I'm I'm more righteous than 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 all these other people because I know a couple of more scriptures than they know. And that's the mindset that's gonna get you in trouble all right we we gonna read one more scripture. we got time for one more uh go ahead, brother Benaya,
2: yes, sir. I just want to go to one other thing and in summing up what we've been dealing with with these Pharisees, whereas that mindset is gonna ha- that mindset is gonna hold the characteristics of speaking hypocrisy, where they're putting things on others that they themselves don't abide by that mindset is gonna speak is gonna uh exhibit the characteristics of pride where they're exalting themselves and that mindset is also going to do something where it's going to try to put wickedness or put evil on others but we're going to see something that the lord says in proverbs 16 and i want to pick it up at verse 27 because remember what The Lord had Brother Solomon read that Pharisee was putting down his brother, saying, I'm glad I'm not like him. You know, digging up the evil that this person may or may not be involved in. But this is what it says about somebody who's digging up evil and always putting down someone. Uh, Proverbs 16 and verse 27. When you get there, Brother Solomon, please go ahead and read.
1: An ungodly man diggeth up evil. And in his lips, there is a burning fire.
2: There so is- ungodly men, that's, I just wanted to read that. Ungodly men are the ones who always digging up evil about people. Digging up evil, whether it be about their past. Digging up evil about what they think this person is involved in. Digging up evil about how this person walks or talks. You, an ungodly person does that. And that's something that a Pharisee mindset will lead you to do. Digging up evil about a good work that the Lord then did in healing a person. Digging up evil about somebody else who minding their business, praying to God, digging up evil about things that may be going on in their own personal life. That's something that a Pharisee does. And that Pharisee mindset and will deal it, it has shown itself today because uh, cause, uh the things that you've read brother obi the things that you've read brother solomon the things even that the lord has allowed me to read it's allowed me to really put uh put expressly tr- kind of categorize these things that you'll see when you start dealing with that pharisee mindset when you start dealing with manipulating the word of god when you start dealing with saying things per the word of god that you don't even understand when you start dealing with speaking hypocrisy telling people one thing and you really don't even realize you doing something completely opposite. They saying you can't heal on the Sabbath day. Meanwhile, they walk in their ox and their asses to go get water. They do, you know, you're talking about not doing work on the Sabbath day, but then you doing work on the Sabbath day, speaking hypocrisy, speaking lies, putting burdens on others without, any, without any constitution in yourself of mercy towards these people without any real ju- righteous judgment with these people. But, and then not only that, you digging up evil about others around you and, pr- and puffing yourself up, but it tells you that an ungodly man does things like that.
0: Absolutely brother. And, and, um, that, that was another very good scripture. Uh, this, this is really designed for every man and woman to examine themselves because we all have fallen into that mindset, that Pharisee mindset at one time or another. Um, but you have to examine yourself to make sure you're not going that way, the way of the Pharisee. Um, but this, because this this simply leads to, in the end, it'll, it'll lead to damnation. You know, it's not going to lead, it's not going to lead you to salvation. To have a Pharisee mindset, and that's the mindset we have to be aware of, and we have to make sure we don't fall into. But I want to thank the brothers uh, for coming on the podcast, and uh, I want to thank the listeners for listening. Uh, once again, you know this is the Biblical Resolutions Podcast. It is brought to you by the House of Jacob Bible Study Class, located at uh, I'm sorry, twenty five fifteen. East Seventy Fifth Street in Chicago, Illinois. I almost gave up the, the old address. Uh, we thank you for joining us, and um, we hope that you'll tune in to the next episode. Peace.